Hey, we're in the home stretch of Minor Prophets Major Truth. Don't tap out yet because I know the truths have been major, but they've also been uncomfortable. And we got more where that came from with the book of Malachi today. You know, I say that because if I'm getting the tendency to, to think this way, uh, you, you probably are too. If you've been following along with us, reading through the Minor Prophets, these 12 books of the of the Old Testament here, you realize that uh, it's a lot of uh, unfun reading. It's not, not like it's hard to read, but you're hearing a lot of God go at his people. And if you're paying attention, you're probably getting convicted like me. And you're going, oh, I kind of do that. Oh, that's in my heart too. That's the goal, by the way, is for us to be real about who we are, and so that can we can take that uh, to our relationship with God today, and that's that's kind of what we've been doing. And uh, this particular book, Malachi, uh, was written about a hundred years after this thing that we've talked about throughout this series, the the exile into Babylon. But God's people are back to sort of governing themselves, rebuilding the life they've rebuilt. The temple of God, which, if you remember, was the centerpiece of us of their worship of God, because it was old covenant before Jesus, all that stuff. So, um, even though they've been through all this, that by the way, the exile was discipline; it was correction for his people. One of the things that's becoming clear to Malachi is nothing has changed. By the way, it's so frustrating to me as a pastor, as a friend, as when I've dealt with people, it's heartbreaking, really, more than frustrating that. I see people at the end of their rope. I see God take them into a, a position where maybe they're ripe for repentance and ripe for making things better and letting him move and change them. And then they go right back like a dog to their vomit, um, back to their, their mess. And that's kind of what God's people were doing. And so over these these next three episodes, getting us to, to episode 50, uh, we're going to talk about these disputes that God is making through Malachi to uh, to the people. And um, so it's going to kind of not go neatly with the chapters in your reading, but I wanted to talk about some of those disputes and how that affects us and how we can be the same way sometimes. So uh, if you're in Malachi 1, uh, it starts with a, a really simple thing that should have been an encouragement to God's people. In verse 2, he says, I have always loved you, says the Lord. And then it says, but you retort, really? How have you loved us? By the way, does that sound like your heart sometimes where someone tells you that Jesus loves you, someone tells you that God loves you, someone tells you uh, that he wants you, and you go, really? I've not seen it lately, right? Because you're having a bad day because things aren't going the way you want. Or maybe you're legitimately having a tough time in this broken, sinful, messed up world. And you think that because you have difficulties, because you have trials and tribulations, that God doesn't love you. And that's what what God's people were saying here was like, wait a minute, there's these. This is not what we wanted it to be. How would how do you love us, God? You say you love us, but how? And God could have chosen a myriad of of examples throughout their history to say this is why I love you. One of the things He did tell them uh, that you may have you may know about, but if you've read books like Genesis or Obadiah, is that uh, God loved them because He He chose He chose us. And, and I say us, it was back then, again, it was God's people, it was Israel. And it's not like God didn't love the rest of the world. 
But what he did when he chose Israel, he chose the, he talks about choosing the family of Jacob, which came from Isaac, which came from Abraham. And he made these promises that he would make a special covenant relationship with these, this group of people. He would prosper them. He would, he would bless them as long as they followed him. And that through that, through their, and later through the seed of, of David, King David, he would bring about the Messiah. He would bring about the savior of the world, which he did. Um, and so that was the special relationship he had. And so he's like, um, I love you because I chose you. I could have chosen anybody and I chose you and I've never turned my back on you, even though you've turned your back on me. And so God's people, just like we have a tendency to do, doubted his love for them, that when things weren't always hunky-dory, when they were maybe getting the consequences of their own actions, they had a tendency to doubt God's love. And we've got to guard against that. And the second part in that same chapter, um, he starts to, uh, he says, you've, you've despised me and you've despised my temple. And of course, the people are like, what? We did? How? And they said, how did we, how have we despised you? And then God reminds them of their, of their halfway sacrifices you see back and again back in those days you had to bring a sacrifice to the temple the reason the temple was important is you brought things because you had to make a blood payment that blood payment is what jesus made and that's why we don't have to do that anymore but back then god was trying to to teach us how serious sin was and so to to write your relationship with him you had to bring uh you had to give of yourself and sacrifice of yourself and what god's people had a tendency to do was not bring their best Right, they would find the runt of the flock, whatever goat or sheep or whatever they were going to bring to sacrifice to God. They brought the worst. They brought the leftovers, and as we'll see a little bit later in Malachi, that that goes with money too. And for us, that's kind of how it transfers to this modern context of how how we like to give God what's left over. We if we have time this week after work and family and hobbies, then maybe we'll go to church. If I get my grass cut, maybe I'll go to church. If I if I don't have anything else better to do, then I'll serve serve in the food pantry or or watch the nursery. We give God the leftovers when really He wants first and foremost. This is a struggle we've had in humanity for years, for for centuries since the beginning. Cain and Abel. Cain was jealous of because God accepted his uh, his offering and not Cain's, and it was because Abel gave God what he commanded and what and gave God his best, while Abel uh, or while Cain gave him what he thought that he deserved, and it showed Cain's heart. And then we have that that same heart that says, you know what, I'm I'll give my maybe close to ten percent to my church, uh, only if. Uh, you know, I pay all my other bills and, you know, got my subscriptions and I get to go out to eat this week. Then I'll, I'll tip God. I'll give him the leftovers or may I'll, I'll, I'll help these people in need, but, but I got to make sure I, I make my $600, you know, truck payment this month. Um, and, and, and we, we realize that we put ourselves over these commands from God and, and, and we don't give of our best selves. We give God the rest and that's not, it's not following God. And by the way, it's not like God needs these things. He has everything he needs. But it's a reminder to us of where our hearts lie. And so my encouragement for you for from this first little bit of Malachi is to make sure that you... And by the way, do you see how these things are connected? That if, that if you doubt God's love, then maybe that will lead you to not give God your best. So make sure... That you you take that doubt and you you make you, you take those thoughts captive, make it obedient to him. 
because these things are tied in and related. And and if you're giving to God only what you want to, only what you don't need, that shows you how much you doubt his love. And God's got something so much better for you if we would just give of ourselves. He gave his best. He gave his son Jesus to die to pay for our sins. The least we can do is give our best back to him. By the way, it all comes from him anyway. So it's his anyway. We've got to change the way we think about this type of stuff. That's Amen Brother Ben for today. That's my encouragement for you. Have a great one. We'll see you more with more of this stuff tomorrow.